Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Should, uh, should never have given up my operatic career. You shouldn't have. You're in a prodigy. I am. Or were. It is March 4th, year of science, 2022. Science! All hell science. Uh, it is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be with us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Now serving filet penis Yes, that's our new sandwich. Hope you'll all pick one up. <laughs> I don't want any. Not served you. during breakfast hours, however. Kids, we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I was just about to tell you, sir. Steve Ashton is on hand Ooh. with the UK update, as well as stopping by the video vault as well. Today's theme, crime fighters, oh. cinematic crime fighters. Cool as we recognize the juggernaut at the box office that the Batman is going to be this weekend. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd take a look at some of our favorite movie crime fighters yes. that aren't Batman. Right. Yes. Or three hours long. Or three hours long. These films are considerably shorter, <laughs> and you can check them out this weekend. Speaking of Batman, game show today, a lucky member of the Garmy may win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, in the Garmy Game Show, the theme today, well, appropriately, The Batman. Mm. 83 years worth of history there for Eddie Pence to choose from to quiz me on. I'm a little nervous because I know it's going to be, in what issue of Brave and Bold Comics did Batman team up with the Green Lantern to take on the Time Commander? What was it? Uh, I think that was uh, number 79. See, you I know. I don't know. Uh, so we'll see what he has up his okay his sleeve. I tried for to balance me. it out with actual regular comic book Batman knowledge and some Batman sixty six. I tried to make it even. Tried to I, give you. A... I'm open. Okay. I'm open. Okay. I just don't like numbers and dates. That's There's, the only thing there, I don't there like. There might be a number or two. Uh, I figured there would or be. two. So we'll play that game a little bit later on. Uh, what else we got? All kinds of good stuff. Phone calls, entertainment news, all the good stuff here on the Ralph Report. Because it is Friday, and you know I love a Friday show, because that means we walk hand in hand into the weekend together. But it's also Hot Fudge Friday. Yeah! Hot Fudge on the What's going on? Hot Fudge on the Me, I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Robin to my Batman. Hmm. He is the Sheriff of Ghost Town. He is the Rear Admiral. He's... Holy God, holy God. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. 
Yo ho, Eddie. You want to check out the Batman this weekend? Eddie I, Pence? I'm Is going that your to. plan? I'm going to. All right. Well, I, my we'll, hopes are up super high we'll, after your review. We'll get Eddie Pence's take on the film <laughs> on Monday to see what he thought. Can't wait. And look. I'm excited. As I've told everyone, just my opinion. Yeah. Choose, choose your own lane. Go for yourself. Make your own judgment. Don't let me color your opinion one way or the other. <laughs> Go. I'm, I'm, you know, live. First of all, I'm a Marvel mark anyway. So I'm, you know... That, that's where that's where my loyalties lie. But yeah. I, I want DC movies to be good. I go in. As do I. I've been waiting a long time for that to yeah. happen. <laughs> I'm a DC guy. Imagine my shame that all the Marvel movies are just crushing it. And then, mm. the, you know, Batman v Superman and Justice League and all that stuff I've had to deal well, with. Maybe hand over everything to James Gunn. Let him be the, wanna. the Kevin Feige of the, D, of the DCU. I sure want to. Hey, besides being Hot Fudge Friday here, as you know, it's also Sergeant Joe Friday. I carry a badge. Sergeant Joe Friday, detective from the Dragnet TV series. He is our moral compass here at the Ralph mm -hmm. Report. So each Friday, we uh, check in with him to try to get some knowledge, have him set us straight with one of his famous monologues. Today, as if you needed any other reason, this will teach you to buckle up. As Sergeant Friday tells you what happens in a head-on car crash collision. Oh, God. Well, among others, Cornell University has done quite a bit of study on the nature of auto crashes. Their people have taken that first second of impact and they've broken it down into tenths. Now you're driving 55 miles an hour and you have a head on. This is what happens. In the first tenth of that fatal second, the front bumper and grill collapses. During the second tenth, your hood rises and strikes the windshield. Fenders begin wrapping themselves around the object of collision. You slam on your brakes, but your body is still moving at 55 miles an hour. You stiffen your legs for the jolt, but they both snap at the knee joint. During the third tenth of a second, your body catapults from the seat. Broken knees ram into the dashboard. The steering wheel begins to collapse. The steering column drives towards your chest. In the fourth tenth, two feet of the car's front end are totally demolished, but the rear end is still traveling at 35 miles an hour. Your body is moving forward at 55. In the fifth tenth, your body's impaled on the steering column. Blood rushes into your lungs. During the sixth tenth, the force of impact is built up so that your feet are ripped out of their shoes. The brake pedal shears off. The car frame buckles in the middle. Your head slams into the windshield. In the seventh tenth of a second, the entire car body is distorted. Hinges rip off. Doors spring open. The seat flails loose, striking you from behind. But it really doesn't matter. Why? You're dead. Oh. You aren't around to experience the final three tenths of this one second. Neither are your passengers. It doesn't take long to die. That's right, folks. Wow. Doesn't take long to die. On a Friday? That's right. Wow. A lot of people are going to get behind the wheel this weekend. <laughs> Just keep that in mind as your knees are snapping oh, in half. I'm walking home. And your head's going through the windshield and your lungs are filling with blood. You just remember what Sergeant Joe Friday said to you this weekend as you get behind the wheel of your car. <sighs> That's awful. It is awful. Morbid. That's why you need some lessons. That's why you need to learn something. From Sergeant Joe Friday. Flip a dial, instant entertainment. That's right. You lose your shoes and everything. Oh, you get up, your legs get blown up and your <laughs> shoes go up your ass. It's a nightmare. So keep that in mind, kids. Buckle up for safety. And don't drink and drive and don't vomit in other people's cars in parking lots. It's don't the, leave your door unlocked. Uh, shut up. Is the, shut up. Is the lesson there. So I didn't hear Sergeant Joe say that. <laughs> That's right. Uh -huh. 
You don't, you won't even live a second. <laughs> Quick to die. Fuck, that's morbid. You need, man. You need the information. I don't need that information. Yeah, you it's do. It's a second. You're dead. Tenths of a second. Seven tenths of a second. Breaking it dead. down. Don't need it. Uh, speaking of scientific evidence, mm -hmm. you have time for a quick story about oh. science? Oh, yeah. Science! Well, looks like baldness is a thing of the past. Say what? Baldness no more. Oh. The cure for baldness Tell me more. has been discovered. Tell me more. It's been discovered in McDonald's French fries. Oh, I like this story already. No, it's not what you think. You don't eat French fries and you grow hair. Do I rub them on my scalp? You got to rub the fries oh, on your head. I'm all over that. Japanese scientists have discovered a cure for baldness, and it lies within a chemical used to make McDonald's French fries. Oh, that's amazing. A stem cell research team from the Yokohama National University have decided that, I don't know where they came up with this idea to try this, but there is a, uh, a chemical called dimethylpolysiloxane. Mm, sounds yummy. And it's added to McDonald's fries to, to stop the cooking oil from frothing. Ah. You want to keep that cooking oil hot, but you don't want it to boil over, so you just want to keep it still, and so you add some dimethylpolysiloxane. Like grandma which makes, used to do. Which makes you wonder <laughs> what you're eating when you get fries at McDonald's. Well, that fry doesn't age when it drops under your car seat. I can't imagine what possessed these doctors to say, hey, you know the stuff they fry fries in? Let's rub some of that shit on a head and see if it grows hair. <laughs> but I'm just glad they did. Preliminary tests indicate a groundbreaking method to grow hair. Hmm. This chemical apparently mass produces HFGs. HFGs. Hair follicle germs. Hmm. These are the cells that drive follicle development, and they're considered the holy grail in hair loss research. They haven't found any way to develop these before. And now, dimethylpolysiloxane. Imagine how long it took me to learn how to say that today. All day. All day. This is working. <laughs> it is the key for mass production of HFGs, hmm. says Professor Junji Fukuru. Fukuda. Well, you, it, you didn't have time to work on I that. I didn't maybe. have time to work on that, no. <laughs> uh, here's what they did. They took it and they uh, created a, uh, a prepared HFG chip. Approximately uh, 300 micro wells. I don't know what any of this means. And so then they uh, applied it to a mouse's body, a bald mouse's body. Oh, how'd you get a bald mouse? Well, it's not easy. You gotta, you gotta really stress it out. <laughs> just <laughs> loses just all keep that hair. cheese just far enough away. And then they found that hair grew on the bare skin of the mice within days. Within days. Days. Whoa. Days. Whoa. This simple method is very robust and promising, says Professor Fukuda. We hope this technique will improve human hair regeneration hair therapy to, see, to treat such hair loss as alopecia oh. and male pattern baldness. Yeah, hate that. In 2016, the U.S. hair loss treatment industry, what do you think it was worth? What do you think the hair loss industry made in one year, way back in 2016. Like, what, we're not even the, talking about- the Rogaine's and all that stuff? All the different companies all with all their different snake oils and promises about how to grow hair. It's probably a billion dollar industry. You think? Yeah. Six billion dollars. Wow. wow. This could put them all out of business. Well, if no this, one wants to if, lose their hair. this works as well on our heads as it does nude mice. Sign me up for the trials.
Can you imagine if they just found that McDonald's grease makes your hair grow? You could eat fries and then just use the grease to comb your hair. Yeah. Just take the bag, rip it open. It's like a twofer. Just rub it all over your hair. I wonder if hash browns work too. You, get you the hash often look like you've taken a, a fry box from McDonald's and rubbed well, it all over your from hair. From now on, that's going to be why it looks that way. So maybe this will work for I'm you. I'm going to be coating my head in fries for How sure. How exciting is that? I'm so excited. Science rules. Science is the best. And I that's want to be bald. That's why Nobody wants to be no. bald. I've been fighting it for Except years. Except for Patrick Stewart. Very few men look good bald. Him and Ed Harris have made it work. Yeah. Well, Those two they've guys. had to. Well, first of all, they're dashing. Yes. And you can shave your head if you're dashing. Yeah. You can't shave your head if you're us. You just look like a chemo patient. <laughs> line from Curb Your Enthusiasm. How do you know prayer doesn't work? Because I'm bald. Because I'm bald. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, all you baldies. Looks like we're all going to be hairy again oh, soon. yes. So come on, Japan. Get to work on that science. Science! Very exciting news. That is super we exciting. We live in exciting times. I can stop buying Rogaine. Yeah. Uh, Propecia. I have that Minoxidil. Too. All that shit. Finasteride. Oh, hate it all. Uh, you got to do it. Gizopia. Gizopia? Yeah. Some guy <laughs> sold me a bottle of Gizopia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of the back of a van. He said it makes your hair lustrous. Does it? Protein. A lot of protein. Gizopia. Gizopia. I got to try that. Let's turn our attention to Garmy members. We love you so much, you beautiful bastards. You're the only reason we do this show. You're the only reason we can do this show mm -hmm. because you are there for us, and I like to be there for you. Reach out to us anytime. You can email us, ralph at theralphreport.com, eddie at theralphreport.com, or steve at theralphreport.com. We're always willing to answer your emails. You can also find us on social media as well, or you can do what a lot of folks like to do. Why don't you call into the Ralph Report hotline? 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just waiting there for you whenever you get the urge to talk about your feelings, your comments, your questions, your ideas. Just got to dial the number, 1-833-HI-RALPH. It's pretty simple, 1-833-HI-RALPH. And I do like to mention from time to time, if you're abroad, not if you're a female. Or a dude. But if you, if you live abroad mm. outside the United States and you can't dial up that number just on your phone, you just jump on the Skype app and use their keypad and that'll get you to us. I listen to every single voicemail message, and then I grab a handful, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blip, 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 blah. Yesterday, I did give my review of The Batman after I saw it this week. You did. And I did reiterate, I'm not trying to change anyone else's opinion about the film, nor could you change mine. Right. And yet, surprisingly, even after I made that very clear, right. there was a cornucopia of oh, phone calls. Shocking. Both agreeing with me, but many, many disagreeing oh. with me as well. I'll let this one call represent the majority of those. Fuck you, Ralph. It was amazing. Yeah, just, that was just it. Just, just a real quick, Ow. a quick hitter right Can't there. Take criticism. Some people like the Batman. Okay, that's all right for them. <laughs> I gotta watch what I say on the show. First, the the Batman review. Then, also yesterday, we were talking about that kid who played Tom Hanks's best friend in Big. Yeah, he was also in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, I made a general statement saying, overall, I don't care much for child actors. I don't find, I don't tend to find them believable. Okay. Okay. Well, I forgot that one of our very 
active and loyal Garmy members, Thomas Tulak, <laughs> played the youngest lost boy in yeah. Steven Spielberg's Hook. Yeah. Didn't cross my mind as I was saying what I said yesterday. Hey, Ralph, it's uh, Thomas Tulak calling in. Um, and I heard you on Thursday's show saying that you are not a fan of child actors in general? Yeah. That's okay, Ralph. Uh, I'm still a fan of you. Oh, come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I didn't mean you. Man, you just had both feet in your mouth. You're not a, a child actor in general. You're a child actor in specific. I, yeah, that's true. So I'm Case-by-case case basis. Big fan of the little boy says goodnight <laughs> to the rest of the <laughs> lost boys. Big fan. He did lose a lightsaber, though. He did. He did do that. Never forget that. And he will never forgive you, Thomas Tulak, for losing a screen-used lightsaber. Oh. He he oh. Has, he has, wakes up in the middle of the night. Yeah, with the cold sweats. Yeah, PTSD from it, man. Dreaming about that it didn't even happen to me. Eddie would probably say, "Why?" Regarding you misplacing <laughs> that lightsaber. Why? 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 A lot of people like that new sound drop of Eddie's. This gentleman didn't even dawn on me how you can take. Two great tastes <laughs> and put them together. What? Well, <laughs> Eddie's, uh, why? I think this is just proof that Eddie is slowly turning into the penguin. The penguin? With a, <laughs> why? And his body going out to where he's going to start hunching over and yeah. getting smaller and smaller. Waddling. No knees, no back. Right. Eddie's auditioning to be the next penguin. I can do it. If Colin Farrell can do it. Huh? Why? Why? Just see you with a top hat and a monocle. Throw some latex on me. I can do it. I love it. Speaking of Eddie's acting aspirations, boy, did people respond in a big way to Eddie doing Shakespeare can't believe it. Who knew that was going to be a popular segment? <laughs> People are demanding more. Oh, my God. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, Blaze feeling better. Stab from Philly. And I was just listening to Thursday's show, and it struck me when you're talking about King Lear that maybe a new segment for the show, maybe once a week, we have Eddie Reed Shakespeare. Yeah. Mm. Think about it. L&B. Blow, winds, crack your cheeks, rage, blow, you cataracts and huracanos, spout till you have drenched our steeples, drown the cocks. Yeah, Eddie's all about drowning the cocks. All the time. Omar had another take on Eddie's Shakespearean <laughs> performance. Yo, yo, what's up, Ralph? Eddie Steve, this is Omar from Inglewood, three-star general. I just wanted to call and say that Eddie's Shakespearean monologue sounded like he was a wrestler. So I don't know if that's his new uh, wrestling gig. He's going to be like a Shakespearean heel. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Uh, you guys are so funny. LMB. That's Eddie's new character. He's going to be a professional wrestler, but he's going to come out in Elizabethan uh, tights big and, long, a, and a doublet. Yeah, I have people carrying my cape. Yeah, and a big hat with a feather in robe. it. Oh, it'd be great. Come out and just and he'll grab the microphone and go off like this. All shaking thunder, strike flat the thick rotundity. All the world crack nature's molds. All Germans spill at once. Take that and grateful man. <laughs> that's how man. I picture everyone doing Shakespeare, well, just that's, screaming it. It's not how it happens. It is how it happens. Not even a little bit. 
And of course, we do play upbeat music for you every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call them the happy hits. Hey, Ralph, I know that um, 60s Batman was your first introduction, but as a, uh, a kid of the 80s, uh, Tim Burton's Batman was my growing up first exposure, and seeing that was, was fucking incredible. And if you could uh, oblige the rest of the audience with a, a palate cleanser after your not-so-wonderful experience with Mr. Rob Pattinson's uh, Batman, perhaps we could get a happy hit out of Prince's Batman. We could get some, you know, happiness and funk up in here. Uh, a movie that uh, that happened to be dark and yet also whimsical and fun. Hmm, anyway, imagine that. Love you. Yeah, bye. Yeah, who could forget Prince's contribution to the Batman yeah, film? Man. A whole separate soundtrack. Right. Including this amazing song. On Fridays, we do like to take our happy hits from the world of cinema. So here's Prince from 1989's Batman, Bat Dance. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Get the funk up. Keep busting. Keep busting. What's he mean by that? You know what he means. <laughs> what? A, I, I'm going to have to watch Keaton as Batman this weekend. I haven't seen that film in a long time. Yeah. That's that, a good time. That's it is a good, good time. I like that one. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, well, it only makes sense. You got to call me. I'm very excited and also very nervous because it's time to play the Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest-growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show, with the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin, and the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Ralph Garmin. That's right. Today, I am playing on behalf of a Garmy member. Eddie Pence will be the quiz master. You know how the game is played. Ten questions will be asked of me. If I can simply answer five of them correctly, well, then today's lucky Garmy member will win today's prize. If I get all ten, you win today's prize plus the bonus prize, Eddie Pence's Comedy Unspecial on DVD. However, if I blank and get zero, well, we'll feel so bad we'll also throw something your way, the audio version of Eddie's Comedy Unspecial. Yes, yes. 
First, let's find out who I'm playing for. Pulled at random, Daniel Bliley. Daniel Bliley is today's Garmy member that I'll be playing on behalf of. And let's see what Daniel could win today. Ralph Garmin, tell him what Daniel could win. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, Daniel Bliley could win a special bat pack of bat prizes, including the special collectible The Batman Bucket, also filled with videos, DVDs, Blu-rays from our good friends at Warner Brothers Entertainment, including Batman, The Long Halloween, Parts 1 and 2. Back to you, Ralph. A bucket full of DVDs, wow. all Batman. Signed by you? I'm not going to sign. Yeah, sign Mel Brooks. Yeah, maybe I'll sign them. Okay, I'll so sign, they want your signature. I'll sign all of the Batman Blu-rays and DVDs as well. <laughs> I won't sign the Bat Bucket, however, because it's a limited edition no, dealio, and you could probably eBay that for yeah, a couple don't bucks. Don't ruin the Bat Bucket. If you want to do that, you want the Bat Bucket. Today's theme, you can imagine from the prize... All things Batman. If I get the question right, you'll hear this. I'm Batman. If I get it wrong... Holy disaster area. Yeah. Uh, Robin will be upset with all me. All right. Ten questions. Ten. I'll keep track of my rights and wrongs. Okay. We'll see if Daniel can leave here with some bat prizes. I'll give you a little sample question. Give me some samples. Just a sample. Take a sample from me. <laughs> I don't want to take one. I want to give you one. Take a sample. Which nightclub serves as cover... <laughs> For criminal activities run by Mr. Penguin. Uh, what is the name of his nightclub? I don't know. If they call him Mr. Penguin. I call him Mr. Penguin. You're very... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, the Penguin's nightclub is known as the Iceberg Lounge, I believe. I'm Batman. There, there you go. go. There you go. Right. I'm on my way. There you go. I'm warmed up. All right, here we go. All right. This one requires a number. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what year... Oh, fuck. ...did Batman first appear? Well... Sounds like a trick question. Is it? Or is it not? I don't know. I'm gonna Am I just I'm gonna trust my Okay my gut and say you're referring to Detective Comics number 27 released in May of 1939. You nailed I'm it. I'm Batman. Yeah. Good for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Which Batman villain strikes on every holiday and has an obsession with the days of the week? Hmm. What is the name of the Batman villain? Maybe that's Holiday or Holiday Man, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> also known as Calendar Man. I'm Batman. Whoa. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Arthur Brown mm. was a game show host before he became a villain. What's his villain's name? Arthur Brown. Arthur Brown was a game show host uh, before he became a villain. I think that's... Stephanie Brown's dad, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to say Clue Master. I'm Batman. Fuck, you are Batman. I am Jesus. Batman, motherfucker. Which of these names did not become Batman in the comics? Dwayne, Dame. Hold on a second. Which of these names did, did not, not become Batman? Become, which of these characters did not become Batman in the comics? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Damian Wayne. Mm. Dick Grayson. Mm. Jason Todd. Mm. Tim Smith. Which one did not become Batman? Who the fuck is Tim Smith? I'm going to say Tim Smith didn't become Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> what a goofy name <laughs> to make up. That would be a terrible... Tim Smith is the Batman. No, you're I'm not. I'm Tim Smith. Not with that name, you're not. 
Okay, fine. Get the fuck out of the cave. All right, here's some more numbers for you. Oh, fuck you. How tall, <gasps> according to the DC database, well, is you, Batman? I didn't know you were plugged into the oh, database. Oh, I plugged into the database for this answer. How tall is Batman, in the, according to the DC database? I've seen varying numbers, so this is kind of uncool. Well, this is the official DC database. So it just means after 80 years, they settled on one. But I've seen a bunch of different heights thrown around. If you get within an inch, I'll give it to you. That's what she said. Um, let's see, it's either six foot four or six foot two. That's what okay. I've always seen between okay. those two. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and say six foot two inches tall. I'm Batman. On the nose. Boom. Six four with the ears. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Depending on the cowl he's wearing. Sometimes he's got stubby little ears. Okay, which of the following bat vehicles did Batman and Robin once drive as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson? A, the Batboat. B, the Batmobile. C, the Batcycle. Or D, the Batcopter. And then your favorite show, the Batman 66. Oh, this show. is a this this Batman 66 series. Um, Which vehicle did they drive as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson? I distinctly remember them on the Batcycle, if I'm not mistaken. I'm Batman. Fuck, dude. You could, can you make a living answering Batman questions? Oh, I wish I could. Oh, that a torso. <laughs> All right, another number. Oh, boy. How far was the Batcave from Gotham City? You insult me, sir. <laughs> you insult this me. This one's got to be a give me. I could, if I wanted to, simply look across I, the room. I know. Well, it's covered the, by the Batman. The signpost outside of the Batcave. It's cave, covered by Batman. A replica of that is is on my wall. <laughs> I knew that. I just want to give you a gimme in case but you're But I'm not even going to look. Don't look. I'm going to say Gotham City, 14 miles. I'm Batman. I want to give you. I want to plant a gimme in there oh. just in case you were struggling. I think I didn't know. It would I be don't on my know wall. if you knew or not. You don't know. Period. All right. Which of these Bat villains was introduced first? A. The Penguin. B. The Riddler. C. Catwoman. D. Mister Freeze. Which one was introduced first? On the series or in the comics? The comics. Okay. In the comics. You got a big clear about these okay, things. Okay, in the comics. In, the, in comics. the comics. Which was introduced first? Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman, Mr. Freeze. It depends on whether you'll accept the cat as Catwoman, because I believe that she appeared first, so I'm going to say Catwoman. I'm Batman. You got it. Yeah. You got she it. She first appeared as the cat, and then later on they added Catwoman ah, to her name, but it. it was Cat. So occasionally mistaken for Catman. No, not never mistaken for Catman. <laughs> All right. What was Bathound's name? Lucky, Ace, Champ, or Bert? It was Reggie, I thought. I was Ace the Bat Hound. I'm Batman. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. You're going. You're in unprecedented waters. We right are now. on the precipice of history here. I we just, got one more. I don't want to. I don't are you want nervous? to. Yeah. Of course I am. I don't want to <laughs> blow my uh, load here too right. early. I don't I gotta, want you to blow your load at all. I got to try to just. Okay. Final stay question. in the game. Keep Final my head question. in the game. That's what I'm going to do. Final question. Final question. It's in a perfect game. Just jinxed. All right. When the Scarecrow used his fear gas on the Joker, what was the Clown Prince of Crime's greatest fear? You're a dick. You saved this one <laughs> for last on purpose. What was the What was the Joker's greatest fear when he got hit with the Scarecrow's gas? 
I want to say that Batman was no more. The death of Batman. Holy disaster area. Oh, come on. Nothing. He had no fear. He had no fear, and then he beat the shit out of the scarecrow with a chair. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> so close. So very, so close. very close. Sadly, I got nine out of 10 correct. Oh, so close. So close. I apologize, <laughs> Daniel. You could have won the big prize. You get today's prize, but sadly, you oh. don't get the video version of the Eddie Pence comedy on special. So close. I apologize that I, I feel like I've let you no, down. No, you did. Nine out of ten is nothing to be ashamed of. No, but still, I could have, I could have made history, and I could have. Daniel could have, could have had hilarious comedy oh, in true. his home. It's so true. As well as having, he could still uh, buy it. I guess. I, I suppose he could on Amazon Prime. I guess. But still, you could have had it for well, free thanks to me. I wanted to save the hard one for last. No shit. You dick. <laughs> That's it for today's Garmy Game Show. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. When did that happen, that the Joker scarecrow thing? Uh, it, I didn't did say. I didn't write down what the comic when, was. When in the comics? What issue it was. Uh, it may have happened after I uh, oh. tapered off okay. my voracious Batman comic book reading. Right, I kind of just... stopped in the... Early nineties, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know when exactly. I had it. I'm just, curious. I'm just curious. I didn't put it on my quiz sheet. I'm curious. That's all. So because that sounds like a good issue. It I does. Thought. Like he just like, beats the fuck out of him with a chair afterwards. I'd it's like, amazing. I'd like to read that. All right, now it's time for us to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. In some local news, if you're planning on visiting Universal Studios Hollywood anytime soon, you'll be happy to know that they have announced. They are lifting of all their mandates for masking, vaccination, and testing requirements to the visitors to the theme park. So oh, it's wow. just it's just whatever goes now. Free for all. It's the Wild West. You can go up to Universal and you can walk around and take your pants off and just spit in each other's mouth. Oh, just have that Jurassic everybody. Park ride and just spooge in the Ugh. flume, whatever you want to do. Oh, okay. We're free and clear. It's over. COVID is over. I guess it's over. Unless you ask anyone who works in a hospital. But other than that, if you're going to Universal, you're okay. I get the mask mandate being lifted. But Universal's like, mostly outside. Yeah, I get that. But like the, the vaccine requirement, I'm a little apprehensive about. They still uh, recommend, if you're going to be indoors for any of the rides or close quarters yeah. with anyone, that you mask up. But it won't be mandatory any longer. It'll be left yeah, at the discretion I mean, of the wise, wise public who always do the right thing. They always get it right, in my opinion. This seems unnecessary. They're remaking White Men Can't Jump. Why? I have no idea. Maybe because Blake Griffin wants to make a movie. Oh, God, no. He will be executive producer of the film. He won't be starring oh, in it. Oh, thank however. God. Thank God. 
Uh, Kenya Barris from Blackish will also be on hand. He'll be producing it as well. And they've announced that Jack Harlow has landed the lead role. Mm. He'll be the white man okay. who can't jump in White Men Can't Jump. If you're not familiar with the name Jack Harlow, he's a very popular rapper these days. He had a hit with a song called Nail Tech, and he's 23 years old, zero acting experience. Oh, this is going to be good. But apparently wowed producers with his audition. Oh, I'm sure he did. And so he, I'm sure they're not they're casting him just for the fact that he's got a big audience no. with the rap community. No, yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't be nearly no. so shallow as to do that. Solely such, based on his acting merit I'm alone. I'm sure he is a, a, yes. a natural, gifted, Thespian, and that's why they went with it. But do we need another white man? Can't we don't. Show? We really don't. The first one was like, eh, okay. Just make another basketball movie. Just make a basketball movie. Well, do no, that movie. You gotta have name brand recognition. Mm. Courtney Cox is, well, she's one of Eddie's people. My people. Yeah. She uh, said recently that she sold her home in Los Angeles mm -hmm. because it was haunted, Eddie Pence. That's why she sold her where, home. Where was her home? Uh, Laurel Canyon. Oh, yeah, very notoriously haunted. Area. Apparently, uh, burlesque dancer Gypsy Rose Lee lived there, as well as singer-songwriter Carol King. And it yeah. was Carol King, at 80 years old, who came over to have a seance at the house to banish the evil spirits that lived inside of it. Oh, evil spirits, not just ghosts. Apparently, Carol uh, experienced some odd goings-on going on while she lived there, and oh. so she wanted to cleanse the house for Courtney Cox, which okay. is very kind of her. The, it would beg the question, why didn't she fucking cleanse the house when she lived right. there? You lived there for years. Why didn't you take care of business then? Just sage it real quick or something. Come on. So Carol King came over to my house, says Courtney Cox, and she said there had been a really ugly divorce in the couple that lived there prior, and then there was a ghost of one of them that lived in the house. Over the divorce? I guess. That's what you're haunting about, a divorce? I guess it doesn't take much. I guess not. Uh, Courtney never said anything, uh, saw anything herself, <laughs> but she said, I had a friend who stayed with me, and they said they, were, they found a woman sitting on the edge of the bed ah, when they woke up. So definitely sell your house. Famous old woman at the end of the bed trick. <laughs> but the real thing, the uh -huh. real what was slam the dunk, was Courtney Cox had a delivery man come to her door. Uh -huh. It was a UPS guy, she okay. said. I opened the door, and he said, do you know this house is haunted? And I go, yeah, why? Why do you think that? And the delivery man says, because there's someone standing beside you. What? There's someone standing behind you. What? Did the, it... the, the, the delivery man said. Did it... it appeared like a ghost? So the delivery man said, Courtney didn't see anybody, but the delivery man did. Was he freaked out? He said, hey, by the way, this pal's on. He guy. was fucking with her is what he was doing. He probably heard the rumors, and he just wanted to fuck with her. She sold her house. I couldn't sleep there alone again ever again, she said. Mm. And so she uh, sold the property. Wow. Like a proper douchebag. <laughs> she said she also saw a ghost out on the balcony. He was walking around, and then it jumped from apartment building to apartment hey, building. I have a similar a, problem. It was a ghost. Ooh. Must be the same poltergeist. Hey, if you're a kid from the 80s. That's me. Oh, you're going to love this concert. There's a big tour going on. New Kids on the Block, Man. Salt and Peppa, Rick Astley, and En Vogue not my are group. all going to be uh, traveling together. It's not my group. It's not your group? No. The concert is called the Mixtape Tour. Oh, God. And to celebrate, they released a new video this week where they're doing a brand new song called Bring Back the Time. But all of the scenes in the video are them paying homage, if you will, to famous videos from the 80s. Hmm. So it's like new kids dressed up as Devo from Whippet, the Whippet video. 
and Rebel Yell. And then you got Rick Astley doing David Burns uh, uh, talking heads thing. Same like, as it ever was, the thing with the yeah, hands. That's the 80s thing. to me, not those guys. Yeah, well, those people aren't touring, but these people But I want to see those people touring, not these people. These people need more money and attention from you than those other people <laughs> do because they still have the careers. The other people are the 80s to me. Lives. The Oscars are still coming up March 27th. I didn't know this was a thing, and I didn't know if anybody else did either, so I just wanted to talk about it. Do you know... Hmm that there's a fan favorite segment they're adding to the Oscars on the 27th? They cut out the editors and they're putting in. That's what I thought. That's bullshit. You'll be able to vote for best picture via Twitter. Oh, fuck It'll be a Twitter poll. And then during the ceremony, the Academy will announce who the people most tweeted for their choice. So you're getting a kid's choice award? Picture. That's what I thought. <laughs> you're gonna get it, slime too when you get the award? someone get a surfboard if they fuck. get the people's Pick of best picture? Just end the show. How pathetic is that? Have they just given up? They have. Hey, go to Twitter and tell us who you think should win best picture. What an embarrassment. So terrible. It used to be sort of like a classy, austere organization, and now they're just making it a fucking reality show. That's awful. Dumb. And a politician in Kentucky, Senator Stephen Meredith, has fucked with the wrong family. Uh Uh-oh. You know Dolly Parton, right? I do. Yeah. She's a a goddamn national treasure. She is. And she has a program in her native Tennessee called the Imagination Library, where on her own dime, she will send out a book a month to all children between the ages of zero and five. Yeah. You got a little kid. You get a free book. You get a free book. Yeah. Every month. That's great. Paid for by Dolly Parton. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so they're proposing to start the same program. Apparently, a, a small version of that still exists in Kentucky. She's she's starting to stretch out to other states. Mm-hmm. And so now the Kentucky government wants to uh, team up with her and help her with this program okay. and help in quotes. Because anytime the government gets involved in a, uh, a philanthropic w- work yeah. that is run fine by the private yeah. citizens, they muck it up. invariably they will fuck it up. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. Uh, this guy, Stephen Meredith, who's a Kentucky senator, he said he wants to, before they start donating money to this program, he wants to make sure that they add additional wording to the legislation, controlling that it not only be an age-appropriate book for children from birth to age five, but it has to be content-appropriate as well. Oh. He wants to be able to say what those kids should and shouldn't be reading about in their children's books. I thought they didn't like regulation. It does when it comes down to people getting ideas and thoughts and reading stuff, apparently. That's weird. This is another book burning. I thought they were against regulation. So uh, country singer and actress Stella Parton, who's the sister of Dolly, went off on this guy this week on Twitter. My big sister stays out of politics, but this is an outrage, she said. I'd like to see your IQ score, Senator Meredith, along with at least a dozen other of your GOP nimrods. The next thing you know, you'll be trying to burn books. She said she was insulted that they would assume that anything Dolly Parton had an in- involvement in right. would be inappropriate in any way for kids from birth to five. Yeah. And how controversial can a kid's book for someone who's three right. be anyway, other than this is red, <laughs> this is blue. Right. It's like it's like the Andy Dick book club. Count the balls. Oh, yeah, no, I, mean, well, I guess that yeah, could that be controversial. Be, that would be an Andy Dick book. Count the blocks. <laughs> it's just... 
I just politicians of all stripes. They just want to get their fingers in it aisle. and control it and bend it so it fits their yeah. narrative and whatever they want to push forward. So it's funny though. The one thing everyone can agree on, both blue states and red states, is that everybody loves Dolly Parton. Yeah. And this guy, they say, has just sealed his own death Good. mark for when it comes to re-election. Fuck that. Because he'll be the guy who insulted Dolly Parton. Yeah, fuck him. Not a good idea. Speaking of fuck you, yeah? Harvey Weinstein's in trouble. Oh, fuck that guy too. He's in L.A. jail right now waiting for uh, to, to face charges for rape and sexual assault. Mm -hmm. He got in trouble because they found contraband. Oh, in his like cell. cigarettes? Nope. Chocolate? Yes. Chocolate? Milk duds. <laughs> they found contraband milk duds on Fatty Weinstein. Oh, man. And he got in big trouble. His lawyers uh, apparently slipped him a little box of milk duds Can't do that, when dude. they were doing a personal face-to-face -face meeting. Wow. And the guards uncovered it, and he's in big trouble now. <laughs> he apologized profusely, saying, I've been a model prisoner. I'm sorry. And so they said, all right, if it happens again, they're going to put a sheet of glass between him and his lawyers the oh, next time they meet. Because he has a bunch of health issues, including diabetes and heart issues, to which I say, give him all the fucking milk duds he wants. Give him I a dump truck of milk duds up to that a, fucking a, a metric ton of milk duds. Let him eat himself right into the fucking grave, that oh, piece of garbage. Fuck. How hilarious. Contraband milk duds. That's amazing. Today's celebrity birthdays, all these stars born on March 4. Emilio Estevan of Miami, Miami, Miami Sound Machine is 69 years Miami. old today. Movie director Adrian Lyne gave us Fatal Attraction, which is also being rebooted, by Good. the way. Yeah. 81 years old today. Former Metallica bassist Jason Newstead, 59 years old today. When you think of bass and Metallica, you got to think of the intro of that song, yeah. right? Legendary. Catherine O'Hara. Talk about your national treasures. Genius. Well, she's not ours, she's Canada's, but still, boy. I thought her best work, you know, every time you think her best work is behind her, she comes out and then does yeah. something else. She, she dominates just, whatever she's in. She's goddess. 68. Chris Rhea, British singer, songwriter. He is 71 years old today. Fool if you think it's over. one of those guys has always been a monster success in his homeland of the UK, but uh, only one big song here in the United States, mm. and that was it. Michael T. Williamson from Forrest Gump. Shrimp stew, hey. shrimp sandwich. Think about 65 years old today. Ah, uh, Evan Dando of the Lemonheads is 55. It's a shame Patricia Heaton from The Middle and Everybody Loves Raymond is 64. Ron Moss, star of The Bold and the Beautiful Soap Opera. But before that, he was a guitarist, singer with the band Player. He's 70. Baby, 
Steven Weber, we were just talking about Wings the other day. Um, it's just a great talent. Yeah. He's 61 years old today. Drummer Fergal Lawler of the Cranberries is 51. You got me wrapped around your finger. Do you have to let it linger? Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? Jenna Boyd from the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is 29. And actor-singer Patsy Kensett is 54. Boy, I had an aching love for Patsy Kensett back in the 80s. I first discovered her in the movie Absolute Beginners. She was also in Lethal Weapon 2. She played the uh, South African girlfriend of Mel Gibson in that film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl. Oh, yeah, she was hot. Oh, adorable and just, she had everything. And before she was in those movies, she was the lead singer of a pop band in the UK called Eighth Wonder back in the early 1980s. She's 54. <laughs> then she married Liam Gallagher of Oasis. And I was oh, like, gross. I don't love her son that gross. anymore. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And speaking of British people that I have an unending love for, it's time for our UK correspondent, Steve Ashton, to drop by with the UK update. Oh, Steve. 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 Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you're so lovable. You know, you make Seth Green look like Marjorie Taylor Green. <laughs> Karen. Hey, listen, I really enjoyed Edwin doing Shakespeare on Thursday's show. He was good, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, did good. I've done a bit of Shakespeare, you know, on stage. And um, when I was 18, I was in a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. I didn't know that. I did. You should have seen how I handled my bottom. Oh, boy. So a bit like you and Edwin on the live stream pre-show, what the fuck was all that about? <laughs> we got to give the people what they want. That should be a five-star level bum play. Hey, <laughs> listen, Spice Girls are in the news. Yes. Now, Chris Fabinski tweeted you and I about this a, a few weeks ago now, and, I, and I've only just got around to talking about it. But listen, what child doesn't dream of being able to play with a facsimile of a group of women in their 50s? <laughs> well, well, now you can. The official Spice Girls Lego Brickhead set, the Brickheads, I assume, is their attempt to get some of that sort of Funko buzz going, but they've just launched the Spice Girls Lego brick headset. Um, the set has 50, sorry, 578 pieces and will retail for $49.99. And it's to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Spice World. It will be the first Lego brick heads set to be based on real life people. Um, in celebration of the new Lego set, world-renowned photographer Rankin uh, was brought uh, the has brought the brick band to life, recreating images originally shot in his studio that made the girls recognizable around the world. But this time, featuring the Lego Brickheads quintet. Do you think Rankin himself really took those pictures of fucking Lego bricks? <laughs> 
Do you think he got an intern to do it? I'm thinking intern, right? So, so I've seen them, I've seen the pictures. And honestly, I think the Posh Spice Brickhead probably has more personality than Victoria Beckham. <laughs> Just based on the pictures. I'm not sure how many of these are going to sell, Ralph, honestly. Kids are not buying them, are they? And 40-year-old mums who were fans of the band are not buying them. Who I don't know who this is targeted towards. Maybe creepy blokes putting them down their pee hole, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, but they're presented uh, in their iconic outfits and they come with accessories like microphones, uh, Jaeger master bottles and HRT patches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Adele's in the news. I keep saying, hey, listen, Adele's in the news. Hey, listen, what'd she do? Hey, listen, Adele's beleaguered Las Vegas residency could be moving from its original venue due to a scheduling clash sparked by her abrupt 11th hour cancellation. Now, as reported here, as well as everywhere else, she dismayed fans in January after postponing a lucrative set at Caesars Palace. Palace? Yes, <laughs> she's just polished. Just, just 24 hours before her first performance at the venue. Uh, the, the stuttering residency is reportedly set to be rescheduled for dates between June and September this year at Planet Hollywood's Zappos Theatre, which is just projectile vomiting distance from Caesar's Palace, apparently. <laughs> Um, an insider said it's been a residency spot for a host of huge stars like Jennifer Lopez and Shania Twain. And after the issues raised by Adele about her set and the sound quality at the Coliseum, it seems Zappos could be the answer. Plus, the schedule at the Coliseum is extremely tight. The venue was her first choice, but if that is impossible, Zappos is the perfect fit. And they wanted to know that the door is very much open. Um, apparently, she's made it clear that next year is not an option. Um, and everyone is really keen to lock dates in for this year. Now, dramatically, hey, listen, dramatically, she withdrew <laughs> from her three-month engagement at Caesars just hours before her first show was due to take place, blaming delivery issues and COVID-19. However, it was later reported that delays were down to the singer being displeased with a set design, particularly over a swimming pool that was uh, supposed to be in the middle of the stage. Although Caesars have replaced Adele with an equally beloved international star, Keith Urban. Oh, boy. They would have been better off with Keith Jackson, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For bonus points, Ralph, who's Keith Jackson? He was a, a beloved Philadelphia Eagle. He was. He was a tight end, much like you and Edwin. Well, you certainly on the pre-show live stream. Anyway, Keith uh, Urban, though, fucking hell. That's like ordering Kobe filet and getting fucking steakums. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I've got to go now, Ralph, but I wanted to thank Tisha for suggesting that my uh, adventures or misadventures involving dog excrement and cordon be captured by the very talented Mr. Edwin Pence. Tisha suggested that I nominate a charity, and if that's all right, I wanted to nominate um, Alzheimer charities, um, mainly the reason being I've had some experience kinder with that, um, with my mum. Turns out she was actually misdiagnosed because she was showing all of the symptoms of early onset and continued to for about a year or so, just over. Um, and it was really awful to deal with. So I'm semi-familiar with that condition um, and helping those with that distressing uh, circumstance. So I nominate two charities, one in the UK and of course, Please look for um, equivalent local charities if you're not in the UK or America. So it's the Alzheimer's Research UK or Alzheimer's Foundation of America. By the way, that's, uh, the Alzheimer's Foundation of America has a rating of 91.3. So uh, good people. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Well, actually, instead of the cordon bit, I, if I may, take up yes. a little time to make an announcement. Oh, absolutely. 
Okay, so I'm launching my own channel on Patreon. It's Yay. not a gag. It's just, yeah, straight up. It's called the Steve Statement. <laughs> hey, wait it's a not. minute. It's not. It's not. It's a, it's not. It's not a spin-off. No, I'm kidding. It's called Lights, Camera, Ashton. Um, it's basically it's going to be a video sketch show, uh, written, filmed, edited by me here in my apartment. Uh, <laughs> it's got animation in it, puppets, characters, and a lot of wigs. Um, <laughs> you'll see some familiar characters like D-Rad will be making an appearance. Some, also some new stuff like um, Ed Sheeran's musical Time Machine, where he goes back in time and find, finds out about people who inspired our music industry today. They'll be on this episode coming up, a cooking uh, segment with Lunch Lady Gaga. She'll be <laughs> rustling up something in her country kitchen. And tons of other well-known names and faces. So the way it's going to work is I'm going to be putting out one, maybe two, if I've got the time, some uh, per month. And I'm just going to charge one pound or a, a, about $1.30 per episode. So that's literally just one pound or $1.30 uh, per month, unless I do two. So that's less than, I can't work out the math, but less than two pounds anyway, or two dollars, isn't it? So uh, you can sign up today, and the first episode and when you'll be charged, that uh, minimal fee will be in a couple of weeks. Um, and you can sign up by going to patreon.com forward slash lights, camera, Ashton, no spaces. And you can also follow my personal socials to get updates as well. It's at Steve Ashton on Twitter and Steve Ashton 1509 on Instagram. Steve Ashton was already taken. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so that's that. So you can go and sign up, have a look. Uh, and we're going to put a little teaser out, a uh, link to a little teaser um, uh, over the next few days here, uh, which Ralph, kindly, you said you'd support me being able to do that. So I very much appreciate that. My pleasure, sir. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say give it a try for a few months. The show obviously will, will evolve. I'm looking going to be looking for contributions from folks to have on the show. So making if you want to make little videos, we can feature those. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll put a, put a little trailer and you can have a look. So I've not got a lot of time, on, honestly, this weekend. I'm going to be finishing off the sort of final touches. So um, I think what I'm going to be doing is, I think I'm just going to be mailing in a package for Corden this weekend <laughs> to his house via UPS, the United Poop Service. Nice. Well, the branding's all brown, isn't it? So I thought it was a good fit. Anyway, look, I'll talk to you again in a minute on the Video Vault. Uh, patreon.com forward slash lights camera ashton and once again i will be posting the trailer for steve's new show lights camera ashton so you can check it out for yourself and see what you think i've if, seen a sneak preview i have too and funny. if i were you i would uh spend the buck and uh, very funny go watch that monthly show he's going to be putting <laughs> together he's working his ass off he is he's got puppets and animation the animation stuff kills me sketches and boy he is uh, very funny. creative talented dude He's right. He'll be with us in just a couple minutes, however, because we're not done with him. It's time for us to open up the old video vault. With Batman hitting screens, or excuse me, the Batman, the Batman, the. a Batman, one of the Batman, <laughs> hitting big screens this weekend, we thought it'd be appropriate to open up the old video vault, which has every movie ever made in the history of mankind, by the way. Impressive. And grab three films that feature cinematic crime fighters that we love. These movies may be underseen or underappreciated. We wanted to give you a heads up if you wanted to check out something this weekend. If you've already seen The Batman and you want to watch something at home, 
You can check out one of these. I'll go first. This movie made a huge impression on me as a kid when I would see it uh, on the uh, the afternoon movie shows or late at night when it'd be on television. It is one of the great action thriller cop movies of all time, directed by Peter Yates, made in 1964, although I saw it years later, starring the great Steve McQueen. And when it comes to big-time movie stars, it seems like people have forgotten about Steve McQueen a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. Bullet, man. He was one of the coolest people on the planet. Eddie's right. The movie is called Bullet from 1968. Peter Yates directed. Also stars Robert Vaughn and, and a painfully beautiful Jacqueline Bissett playing his girlfriend in this film. You will rarely see anything cooler than Steve McQueen in a turtleneck sweater <laughs> driving. He's a, the only one. A sweet-ass <laughs> Ford Mustang around the streets of San Francisco. That's where I fell in love with the Mustang. Yeah, me too. He, it, this film is notable for its car chase where he is driving the Mustang all over the hilly streets of San Francisco. It makes it hurts you when you see these cars jump off these hilly streets and land so hard as they do. <laughs> like that car is ruined. Oh, it's, it's a <laughs> remarkable film. Uh, it's still considered one of the most influential car chases in movie history along with the French Connection. But more than that, I mean, people always talk about the car chase. It's a great thriller with a great cast. Steve McQueen plays Frank Bullitt, Police Lieutenant Frank Bullitt. And he is uh, in charge of protective custody of a criminal's brother who is going to give testimony against a mob boss played by Vic Tabak, who you may remember as Mel from Mel's yes, Diner. Yes. Uh, Robert Vaughn is the senator who's aiming to take down the mob boss, or is he? Because things get very complicated as hitmen come to town and try to take out the witness that uh, Bullet is in charge of. So he's got to figure out the complications and the double crosses. It's a very entertaining film. Steve McQueen, talk about screen presence and charisma yeah. and charm. He doesn't say much in almost any movie he's in, but he doesn't have to. Yeah. He's so goddamn cool. Here's a little bit of the trailer to the 1968 classic crime-fighting movie, Bullet. The way Frank Bullet's swinging, you know he's heading for a crash with that wall of official disapproval. But when some rare Chicago blood starts spilling in San Francisco, they hand Bullet the mop. Yeah. Now, what went wrong, Lieutenant? Who else knew where he was? What? Who else knew where he was? What have you been playing? Well, they knew where to look for him and they used your name to get in. Are you suggesting I disclosed his whereabouts? You believe what you want. You work your side of the street and I'll work mine. This is the beginning of Robert Vaughn's career as like slimy yeah. executives and <laughs> congressmen and senators and stuff. It's a, it's a hell of a film. If you've never seen it, I highly re recommend you check it out. And interestingly, one of the reasons I picked it is because it's in the news this week. Steven Spielberg has announced he is going to make a sequel to Bullet. A sequel to Bullet. Yes, another Frank Bullet adventure. Whoa. Along with the estate of Steve McQueen. He was also one of the producers of this film. So they're going to bring the character of Frank Bullet back oh, to life. Do they have any casting ideas they mentioned? I'm just saying, I'm going to polish up my Mustang and put on my turtleneck. You better air it out. I'm just saying. Yeah. I got it detailed. It's fine okay. now. Okay. Right. No more vomit in the old <laughs> Mustang. Now let's turn to Steve Ashton. He is going to bring us a crime-fighting drama from his homeland. It's something from the world of British cinema. Here's Steve. Right, so in honor of Batman, you've, sh you've really shit the, shit the bed on this one, haven't you? Because when we were discussing what to do, you, you said a celebration 
for Batman <laughs> not so much a set, more like a fucking wake listening yeah. to your review I was disappointed oh bless you hey, so I've gone for an out and out classic and um, now usually I like to go for less well known indie films but honestly there aren't that too there aren't too many uh, British crime fighters uh, so thanks for that but I've gone for a seminal <laughs> movie I think it's sort of in the genre it's 1939's the Hound of the Baskervilles. Of course, one of the original superheroes. They're right. It's based on the 1902 Sherlock Holmes novel of the same name, of course, by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, directed by Sidney Landfield. The film stars the absolute best pairing um, of uh, Holmes and Watson, Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce. It was released um, uh, by 20th Century Fox. It's the first of 14 Holmes movies produced between 39 and 46, starring... Rathbone and Bruce. And of course, if you don't know, um, uh, the story revolves around Sherlock Holmes is intrigued by a centuries-old legend in which every generation of the wealthy Baskerville family is eventually killed by a monstrous hound. Suspecting there's more to the story than meets the eye, he sends Dr. Watson to investigate. Um, and basically, when a crazed convict escapes and footprints from a beast are found, Baskerville wonders if Watson will be enough and calls on Sherlock Holmes to investigate. It's uh, among the the, the most well-known cinematic adaptations of the novel, and I think uh, really the best. It's notable uh, because it's the earliest known Sherlock Holmes film that's set in Victorian period of the original stories because all previous Holmes films have been updated to uh, in, a, in a more contemporary setting with the film's release date. So it's a lovely, um, atmospheric, wonderful, just cosy up on the couch on a Sunday afternoon movie. So let's have a listen to the Hound of the Baskervilles. It's up to Sherlock Holmes to solve the mystery. About 50 yards from where Sir Charles fell dead were footprints. A man's or a woman's? Mr. Holmes. They were the footprints of a gigantic hound. Murder, my dear Watson. Refined, cold-blooded murder. The only way is to catch him red-handed, to catch him in such a way that there's no escape. No alibi. That means gambling with Sir Henry's life. But you can't pop Gambling to save his life. It's Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes and Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson, together in their first mystery ever, The Hound of the Baskervilles. Can't go wrong with a good Sherlock Holmes mystery. Always a good time. And now it's time for Eddie Pence, who, as you know, usually mm -hmm. just spells doom. <laughs> when Eddie has to pick a movie. However, I was pleasantly surprised oh, by Eddie's pick really? today. I picked uh, 2007's uh, film Shoot'em Up. Yeah. Uh, starring Clive Owen, mm -hmm. who's just amazing to watch on film. This is as close as we're going to get to him being James Bond. Yes. I always thought he should have been James Bond. He would Bond. have been a great James Bond, yeah. I think. It's, it's, this is a, it's a movie, it's, it only runs about 80 minutes, so it's just action. It it's is, from it, the beginning, it's action. It's a good time. And it's a weird plot where he finds a baby and... There's a, 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 a senator running for president who has cancer, but he's in the strict gun laws. And so he's impregnated a bunch of women so he can get a bone marrow transplant. And now there's an assassination attempt on all these babies. So he, they, they, the senator can't get a transplant, so he, he'll die of cancer and not run for president. It's a very convoluted plot. But meaningless. Meaningless. It's just all action. It's just Clive Owen just killing people with guns. He's got one scene where he kills people with guns because he has bullets between his fingers, and he holds it up to a fire, and the bullets go off in his hand and kill people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Don't expect it to be the least bit realistic. But it's, it's fun. It's, it's so fun. It's very fun, yeah. It's just a, a, just a pure action film. 
80 minutes of action. And talk about hottie. You got uh, Monica Bellucci as yes. the woman that he is trying to protect, the woman with yeah, the baby. Paul Giamatti's the bad guy. Giamatti's great so good in, in this. this film. So, so much fun. He's always good, but I like it when he plays bad guys for sure. But it's just, it's, it's pedal to the metal from the beginning scene and it just goes. And uh, Clive Owen plays one of these characters where it's like the man with no name you yeah. don't really know where he comes there's from there's no or, development of his character no he at just all. shows up on the scene and starts to hero yes. the fuck up it's amazing it's so much it's just fun. a fun ride here's a little bit of the trailer from shoot him up the aptly named shoot him up <laughs> these guys were stalking this lady she had a kid <laughs> i couldn't just stand there who are you mr hero sports pistol champion at age 10 recruited by the army sounds like black ops got him trained him i want four mags a box of nine millimeter 147 hollow points and give me 50 fmjs you want to buy bullets with food stamps <laughs> it's as good as cash <laughs> something funny why are you trying to kill this woman do you really think the people that employ me we're just gonna stand by there's no way you can cover up this whole thing Oh, come on. At one point, he kills someone with a vegetable. Yeah. I'm just, that's all there is. That's all you need to yeah. know. He kills someone with a vegetable. Spoilers. Look out for the vegetables. <laughs> it's amazing. Shoot him up. Great time. Three excellent films to choose from this weekend if you're in a crime-fighting mood. But for now, it's time to close up the old video vault. That's it for the show, kids, for the week. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, but please take care of yourself and be safe. Don't forget what Sergeant Joe Friday said about getting behind the wheel. Seven-tenths of a second. Dead. You don't have to worry about the last three-tenths. So drive safely. Take care of yourself. If you're in the mood, put your mask on if you're at Universal. Don't have to listen to their rules. Make your own. Stay Good in the hood. Cause. Life is life. And we want yours to be protected and mm. safe yes. and long and happy and healthy. We'll talk to you on Monday, kids. Until Monday, please always remember, love you, mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>